Good evening, our brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to this online uh, service. And we have been talking about uh, the new era that has come and the great reset that has come in. So, from the story of Noah, when uh, Noah came out of the ark, that is the, begin, uh, the, the beginning of the great reset. And God made covenant with Noah. So, we are to walk in the covenant of God. We are to walk in the plan and purpose of God in a great reset. So it's such a privilege for us to be, uh, to be brought into this covenant, to have a part in God's plan and God's purpose for this earth and, and, and in eternity. right? So the covenant is about God establishing, establishing us as a holy nation so that we will be a blessing to the nations of the world so that we may rule and reign with Jesus because the earth is, is His, the, the nations is His inheritance and we are to rule in and reign with Him. And we learn that uh, the covenant has got to be established and we got to keep the covenant. We can break the covenant and uh, all the promises would not be fulfilled. But we can keep the covenant. And this is what we want to learn tonight. How can we keep the covenant? We have to walk in the covenant. How can we keep this covenant that God is making with us? We want to learn from the life of uh, Solomon, King Solomon. King Solomon started very well because he has good spiritual heritage through his father, King David. And... Uh, and so Solomon knew he is to continue the covenant and he is to pass it on to the, to the generations after so that there will be the throne established for the house of David to govern. So can you see this is the essence of the, the covenant God is making with us. So let's look at uh, 1 King, 1 King 2 verse 1. Onwards, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, act like a man. And verse 3, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. So uh, do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. Verse 4, And that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart, and so, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So these are the last words that uh, David gave to his son Solomon. And uh, 
David is reminding his son he is to keep the covenant so that the promises of God will continue and will be handed down to the generations uh, after. And God said, the first thing God said to Solomon is, be strong, act like a man. So we, in order to keep the covenant, we got to develop our life so that we are strong. We can do what God wants us to do. You know, you know a lot of us, we are so fearful about what God wants us to do. And indeed, for Solomon, the responsibility is so great. Now, from being just a son of the king, now you are to rise to the throne and you are to govern the nation. And more than that, at this time, Solomon is to build the temple. And we know this is a gigantic project way beyond the imagination of the world at that time they, and, and, and the, the, the values, the investment put into this temple. And Solomon has to shoulder this responsibility and begins to build this temple. And so there would be fear in his heart, just like any one of us would. So David said to Solomon, you be strong. Be strong. And I believe this is what God is saying to us in this day and age. You know, we look at the world around us. We, we look at the, the reset that has come into this world. In fact, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of uncertainty. But yet, in the midst of all this, God is saying that those who know their God will do exploit. Regardless of the environment. And so we got to be strong. We got to rise up and be strong and not be overtaken by fear because of what we need to do. And we need the Spirit of God to fill us, the Spirit of boldness. And, and, and we pray that we, we will be filled with His Spirit in, in our walk with Him. And then, David say, act like a man. Act like a man. In other words, you, Solomon, you got to be a man now. You cannot just think of yourself as a child. Rise up, be a man. Act like a man. And uh, so we got to be decisive. We got to take authority. Use the authority that we have given by God so that we can do what He wants us to do, act like a man. You see, in the Bible, there's this story about this man called Barak. He lived during the time of Deborah, the, the, the judge and the prophetess. So Deborah received the revelation from God that God wanted Barak to lead uh, 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 Ten thousands of, of men of Naphtali and Zebulon and, and uh, to go and attack the enemy because God is giving him victory and taking possession. But Barak 
dare not take the responsibility, bear it, dare not take the authority that God has given to him and the promise of victory that God has given to him. Barak was filled with fear. And he said to Deborah in the Judges 4, verse 8, Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. What a shame. What a shame Barak was not able to act like a man. And because of fear. And so he, he, he wanted Deborah to go with him. And only then he would go. You know, we can act like a man when we know that God is going with us. It's God's word. It's God who has spoken that he has given us victory. But we do, when we don't know that and we're looking to man, we're looking to who we can depend on, that's when we can't act like a man. Now we know today a lot of young people, they just follow the crowd. The crowd. It, and, and they will always say, oh, if you go, then I go. If you don't go, then I don't go. Now it's time that we rise up to know the authority that God has given to us. To know the word that God has given to us and we begin to take hold of those words and make decisive decisions, make a difference for the kingdom of God. To fulfill the covenant. So this is what David said to Solomon. Be strong, act like a man. And then the verse, verse 4 tells us, the the Lord said to David, if your descendants watch how they live, if your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So the first thing is we have to build our lives so that we can walk in the covenant and keep the covenant. By being strong and by being uh, and act like a man using the authority that God has for us. The second thing is we have to watch over our lives. That means we, we, we got to know what God wants. We got to know the word, the demands of God. And, and, and so that we can, we can evaluate our life to know whether we are living according to God's uh, word. You know, during the watch night service, we realized that a lot of people, we do not know the word of God. We have a superficial understanding. We don't really know the word of God. And therefore, we, many times we walk in deception. We walk against God. We walk and do something that seems to be good right spiritual but that's not in the spirit that god wants us to do so we have to watch our lives what about our lives the first thing it says in, in verse 3 here is observe what the lord your god requires walk in obedience to him so that's the first thing how do we walk how do we watch our life 
we walk in obedience to, to keep His decrees and commands, His laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. So the law of Moses is not just about personal obedience to God. The laws of Moses, the decrees and the commands has to do with the nations because they came out of Egypt. They only know the ways of Egypt and God is resetting the nation. God is resetting the nation from the ways of Egypt to follow His ways so that they will be that holy nation so that they will keep His covenant. So in order to walk in obedience, it's more than personal obedience. It's, it's walking together as a church, as a holy nation, so that we can reveal to the nations the ways of God. So in order to keep the covenant, it's not just about your life. It's about us together. We talk about the covenant relationship. It's us together as a holy nation, how we can establish this holy nation, this royal priesthood to declare His praises. And then to... It says here to walk faithfully, to walk faithfully before God. Look at First uh, King eight twenty three. You know Solomon prayed at the dedication of the temple. Solomon uh, he prayed and uh, verse twenty three he said, "Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below." You who keep your covenant of love with your servants, who continue wholeheartedly in your way. So Solomon knew that God is a covenant-keeping God, and He's a covenant-making God. And so he knows when he walks in the way, he was walking in that covenant. He was keeping that covenant before God, you know, by being obedient to God's way, by serving God with his whole heart. Work faithfully uh, uh, before God. And uh, so this was his prayer, uh, beginning of his prayer at the dedication of the temple. And God responded to his prayer. Uh, let's look at uh, 1 King 9 now. 1 King 9, verse 1, verse 1. When Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had achieved all he had desired to do, the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. So this is a, after the dedication of prayer, this is a very critical time in, in, in Solomon's life. Why? Because he has... Uh, finished building the temple and he has finished building his warrior palace and had achieved all he had desired to do. 
all he had desired to do. This is critical. Because when he first started, he started well. He started by obedience, you know, keeping the ways of God. But now that he has completed what he desired to do, this is a very dangerous time. And that's why the Lord appeared to him the second time, right? Uh, in verse 3, the Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. But then verse 4, as for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as David your father did and do all I commanded uh, and uh, on command and observe my decrees and laws. I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. And as I promised David, your father, when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. You see, this is a critical time because when he started, there is big project, there is big vision, there is many, many things to do. But now that he has completed all these things, that's the time, what do we think? We begin to relax. We thought, oh, we have worked hard, and now we deserve a, a rest. So that's the time it's so easy for us to go into the flesh. So that's why God came to Solomon and said, if you walk faithfully, because to walk with God is a lifelong journey. It's not just part of our life. It's a lifelong journey. Solomon has started well. He needs to continue well to the end. But we know the story that he didn't. We're going to look at that next week. And uh, so God said, hey, you've got to walk faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness. then God will fulfill His covenant by establishing a throne in Israel. Right? So, so we got to know how to examine our life, how we walk before God, by obedience, by being faithful with our whole heart. And uh, in of uh, integrity and uprightness. And so we, 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 we got to do this with all of our heart. Let's look at verse 4 again. And the Lord may keep His promise to me if your descendants watch how they live and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul. All their heart and soul. And as we walk with God, as we know the privilege, the honor of living in that covenant relationship. But very often, we just serve God half-heartedly or we obey partially. But God is looking for a people who will walk with Him 
with all of their heart and with all of their soul. And uh, our emotion has got to be touched. You know that we keep that love for Jesus, and we we just want to serve Him wholeheartedly uh, with everything that we have. This is what it requires in the covenant that we should give all of ourselves uh, to to serve Him. And then to, finally, we got to live for the purpose of God. We got to live for the kingdom purpose of God. That's the motivation of our life on this earth. And uh, we see this at the beginning of, of Solomon's life. As we say, he started very well when he took over as king. He offered sacrifice, burn offering, burn sacrifice before God. Look at First King three verse four. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offering on that altar at Gibeon. The Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, "Ask for whatever you want me to give you." So Solomon started very well. We remember we said that the covenant is sealed. By sacrifice, burnt offering, and here Solomon, at the beginning of his life, uh, his his uh, uh, ministry or his service to God, he offered one thousand burnt offerings, and that night God appeared to him the first time. Just now we mentioned the second time he appeared, but this is the first time, and uh, God asked him, look at verse nine. God asked him, "Ask whatever you want. I will, I will answer you." Because God was pleased with him. So, verse nine. So, give your servant discerning heart to govern your people, and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, "Since you have asked for this and not for long life, wealth for yourself." Nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice. And God blesses him so much. We will not read on. Okay, so so God appeared to Solomon after he offered those sacrifices in a dream, and God asked him, and God asked him, "What do you want?" Ask anything; I'll give it to you. You see, Solomon. What Solomon asks tells us the motivation of his life. Tell tell us at that time the purpose of his life is to serve God, is to live for God's purpose. You know, can you imagine if God were to come to you and ask and tell you, "Ask me anything, and I'll give it to you." What would be? What would you ask from God? I think a lot of us will probably ask for a big house, ask for riches so that we can live comfortably. We ask for our enemies, those who have been against us wickedly. 
for them to be dealt with. And uh, some of us will ask for long life. You see, God knows the hearts of men. God knows the normal person would ask for all these kind of things. But Solomon did not ask any of those things. He did not ask well for himself. He just asked for wisdom so that he can govern God's great people. So he knows that the kingdom belongs to God. And he's here just to serve God's purpose. And he needs the wisdom so that he can do it well. And because he asked for that, God was so pleased with him that God blesses him with riches, God blesses him with, you know, wisdom as well. And so, so this, this tells us in order for us to keep the covenant, we got to live for God's kingdom purpose. It's God's kingdom. You know, we who are living in this covenant is to rule and reign with Him. It's His kingdom. We want to see His kingdom come. That's the essence of His covenant so that we will be a blessing to the nations, that the nations will come and bow before Him. So, tonight, we, have, we are learning how to keep the covenant, how to maintain the covenant before God. We know this is, this is such a great thing to, to be able to be brought into the covenant. And uh, the first thing in order for us to keep covenant is to build our life so that we are strong so that we know how to use His authority and uh, make the right decision in life to act like a man. And then secondly, we have to watch our lives. So we need to know the Word of God and, uh, so that we can walk in obedience, not just personal obedience, but obedience as a nation, as a church, as a people, because we are talking about a kingdom. And to walk faithfully is a lifelong journey. You know, not, not just sit back because we have some success, but to walk faithfully with integrity of hearts. And also with all of our hearts, with all of our soul. So the covenant, keeping the covenant is about giving ourselves our all, the best that we have and everything so that we may fulfill the, the covenant. We may walk in the covenant and God will fulfill the promises. Definitely He will fulfill the promises. And then also the purpose of our life. What we live for is for God's kingdom, for Him to rule and for Him to reign in us and through us. And that's why we, we need wisdom to walk in His way and to walk uh, out His purpose in our life. And we're going to pray right now. I trust that uh, we, will, we have learned tonight how we can keep the covenant so that the covenant will be passed on from one generation to another so that God's purpose will be fulfilled in our life on earth and through the next generation. Shall we pray? 
Father, we thank you for making covenant with us. We thank you for the privilege that we have to be brought into the covenant. And Lord, we pray that we will indeed be, arise to be strong. We will indeed arise to act like men, to know how to use the authority that you have given to us to do the things that you want us to do. Father, we pray that your word will continue to be the mirror in our lives so that we can uh, watch our lives, so that we can evaluate our lives, so that we will know that we are walking in your ways, O oh God. And also, Lord, we want to walk, to live our life serving your purpose, Lord, living for your kingdom. We want to see that your, your rule and your reign, your kingdom come to this earth through us, O oh God. Father, we pray that your covenant will always be before us. We will live for your covenant and we will live to see that the next generation continue to be blessed by you and continue to fulfill your plan and purpose for this earth until you come again. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.